All right, welcome to the Buckeye Blitz. I'm Tito Jeff Fidoff. We are on Fantasy Sports powered by DSP Media. Follow me on the X at Fit Happens. Uh, a lot to get into today. Also, go to the FantasySports.com website. Check us out there. Um, the uh, Fantasy Sports app's available for both Apple and Android. Download them for free. Round the clock program. Lots of great things we have here. Uh, go to the Facebook group, the Fan Stream Sports Facebook group. Interact with hosts and other fans. Um, and, uh, you know, the, everything's going on today. So we have basketball today. This is the uh, opening day for opening games for both the men and the women. Um, women are in Las Vegas. They are playing USC. Uh, the Buckeyes are seventh in the AP poll. USC is 21st. Both teams, uh, but Ohio State, by the way, has got Final Four aspirations, and they should be a Final Four team this year. At least Elite Eight at the worst should be a Final Four team. Kevin McGuff's got them rolling over there. Can't wait to see this team. They play today, Monday, as I'm recording this. Uh, we'll give updates after the game. But... Um, the uh, Both these teams, Ohio State and USC, have brought in some exciting additions. Ohio State's added Celeste Taylor, who is a transfer from Duke, the reigning ACC Defensive Player of the Year. And uh, McGuff likes to play this. It's like a Nolan Richardson of Arkansas, kind of a 40 minutes of hell defense where it's a constant pressing, constant pressure, generating easy baskets, which has helped them in the past because if they've ever fallen into a deficit, they, they can bounce back quickly because they can score a lot of points by forcing the turnovers. I think Celeste Taylor this mix, J.C. Sheldon for a full year, uh, uh, Cody McMahon coming back. I mean, this team is going to be fun to watch. And I'm telling you, if you don't watch them or don't follow them, you should. Go to a game. Go live in person also out there at the shot and watch them play. They're a well-coached team. They've got among the top talent in the country. That's why I said I think they very well could be a Final Four team. Uh, they could, they're, they're probably going to be number one seed in the NCAA tournament. So, um, Ohio State, Lots of great talent coming back. Lots of great talent coming in as well. And uh, USC, by the way, speaking of talent coming in, they've got Juju Watkins, who is a heralded freshman, uh, makes a USC debut today. Again, it's a, it's a 2 o'clock Eastern tip. So by the time you get this, it might be, I've already started, it might be done. But uh, it's in Las Vegas and uh, 2 o'clock Eastern time, I should say. Um, she's the, the National Player of the Year in high school last year. In her senior season at Sierra Canyon, uh, her team went 31-1. and one. She averaged 27.5 points, 13.7 rebounds, uh, 3.6 assists, 2.5 steals, 1.7 blocks. It's a 6-2 guard coming in for USC, so uh, a big addition for them. Should be a fun game to watch. USC also, they'd be more exciting to think about USC's going to be the Big Ten next year, and so we'll get to see her play Ohio State again next year as well. Uh, the men host Oakland at 7 o'clock tonight, uh, Monday night, and it should, it should be an easy win as head coach Chris Holtman will probably get as many players into the game as possible. Holtman last year coming off the uh, the tough the tough season, and he admitted, he said it's the toughest season he's ever had coaching-wise amongst all his stops, wherever he's been. It was his toughest season last year. Buckeyes missed the NCAA tournament, had the long losing streak in the middle of the season. Um, started off well and then had that heartbreaking loss to North Carolina, and th things just seemed to go downhill from there. On the plus side, for the second straight year, Holman had a guy, a one and done. Somebody who's, it's a, you can say it's a plus or a negative, I guess, how you want to look at it. But for the second straight year, Ohio State had a freshman leave after one year because he garnered that much interest in the NBA. Um, we'll see if that happens again. It's the first time that's happened in like 13 years, I think, at Ohio State, maybe 14 years at Ohio State since Ohio State had consecutive years of one and duns. Uh, Bruce Thornton finished strong last season, and he'll lead a group of fraternities that includes. You know, Zed Key, Felix Lakpari, who I can't wait to see how much he's developed in the offseason. He came in incredibly raw last year. The big guy 
a lot of alley-oops, was about always good in defense. He was great on those, but I want to see if the game has changed much. Uh, Roddy Yale Jr., uh, Jameson Battle, who's a transfer from Minnesota, he's a big addition as well. He's a wing guy. He can play multiple, actually guard multiple positions, but he shoots with efficiency from deep. Solid, solid defender. Uh, also one of the top recruiting classes in the country. Uh, Four-star recruits, Taysom Chapman, Devin Royal, Scotty Middleton are all in the mix this year, and three-star Austin Park. So there's lots of depth on this team, but it's important for uh, Chris Holman to get this team to the to the NCAA tournament. He can't have back-to-back -back years of missing the NCAA tournament. That'd be really tough to do. Uh, even though he's got a good recruiting class coming in next year, it's still important for him to get back to that Big Ten tournament, or get back to the NCAA tournament for sure, um, and, and not miss a second consecutive year. All right, let's get into football now. And well, Ohio State defeated Rutgers 35-16. to Not the uh, prettiest of wins. Um, Kyle McCord finished 19 out of 26, 189 yards, three touchdowns, one interception, costly interception. Uh, Travion Henderson, he took 22 of the 29 teams rushing attempts for 128 yards and one touchdown. Also leading receiver, five catches, 80 yards. Um, Guy Scott had a touchdown. Marvin Harrison Jr., four for 25 and two touchdowns. Not a great game. Uh, reception yardage-wise for Harrison, but he did score the two touchdowns, including the one late. So um, I didn't think Ohio State would give up 16 points, but I'm not picking that on the defense because if you remember, the first three points Rutgers got, th that should be on the defense. I think it was a trick play. And uh, they did that kind of a fumble ruski type thing on fourth and one. The Buckeyes bid on it. Rutgers gets down, but they down close into the uh, red zone, but it has to be held to a field goal. Um, the second field goal they got was on that – that punt that I still don't know if it's a fake punt or not, but with Ohio state, uh, it looked like it might've been called by the punter, which would be the second time this year that happened. If that was the case, a stupid call should, doesn't make any sense. If, if this thing has bothered me about fake punts in general, most of the time, if you're going to go for it, just put your best players out there. What I'd, I'd much rather than have a punter running. I'd much rather have McCord dropping back to pass and looking for Harrison or Ibuka or give it to Henderson, whatever. I don't want to see that. They looked pissed off after much. He was pissed off about the execution or about the fact it was called. Nonetheless, that also gave Rutgers plus field position, led to a field goal. Um, the uh, the third field goal they got uh, was off the uh, McCord interception, right? So anyway, th that's nine points that probably shouldn't happen. And, you know, Rutgers leads uh, at the half in that game. So Ohio State did, though, something they've been doing a lot. I don't know if you've noticed it or not. It's something I don't think Urban Meyer was great at or the defensive staff was great at before Jim Knowles got there. I've got these stats here for you I wanted to uh, throw out at you. that um, Ohio State this year so far, so they outscored Rutgers 28-7 to in the second half. Um, you know, Down 9-7 to at the half, outscored 28-7. to This year, Ohio State has outscored their opponents 155-48 to in the second half. Now, I know that's not always the... The toughest competition, but you include Penn State, they include Wisconsin in there, um, Notre Dame in there as well. Ohio State's outscored their opponents 155 to 48 this year. That's why when Ohio State fell behind to Rutgers 9 to 7 at the half, I wasn't concerned. I believe in what Ryan Day and Jim Knowles are doing. Let's go back to last year. Now, last year we know we had the debacle against Michigan, uh, but last year Ohio State outscored their opponents in the second half 276 to 121. Another huge number there. And that includes they outscored Notre Dame 14 to nothing. Um, they outscored Penn State 31 to 17 in the second half of that game. They outscored um, uh, Michigan State 
they, you know, they, they outscored a lot. In the, the Michigan game, they outscored 23. That was tough. Georgia, 18 to 13. I gather that, yes. But still, the last two seasons now, Ohio State's outscored their opponents 431 to 169 in the second half. An amazing number. In the last three seasons, it's been 671 to 315. This team, this Ohio State team with Ryan Day, does a better job of making adjustments than the Urban Meyer teams did. So kudos to Ryan Day. Kudos to Jim Knowles for the last two years. I mean, this year, here's how many points he gave up in the second half to each opponent. Zero, zero, zero. 14, seven, seven, six, seven, seven. 14 to Notre Dame. Other than that, no, nothing above seven in the second half in these games. So in um, some of these games are blowouts. And Ohio State still is able to do that um, and, and maintain that intensity, that focus, even though it could be a blowout type game. So the college football rankings will be coming out on Tuesday. And uh, somebody saw Stuart Mandel that this is the first time in the 10-year history of the CFP. Stuart Mandel, by the way, from The Athletic, does great work. This will be the first time in the 10-year history of the CFP that the top five are all undefeated this late in the season. To be the top five is going to be Ohio State. It's going to be Georgia. It's going to be Michigan. It's going to be Florida State. It's going to be Washington. So they're all undefeated. And it'll be the first time this late in the season that has happened. That's a huge thing. Uh, something else I saw from Stuart Mandel is that Ohio State this year was the first CFP um, top-ranked team to trail at halftime to an unranked team. Live down 97 to Rutgers. First time it happened, nonetheless. Um, I, I expect Georgia will probably take over number one. I think Ohio State will go to two. Michigan will be three. I think Florida State will be four. I think that's how it will all play out. Um, the Michigan investigation, by the way, nothing new to report other than Michigan's president, an AD met uh, with Tony Petiti over the weekend. On Friday, it was. Petiti was supposed to be there anyway for a Big Ten. I think it was a field hockey. Um, there's a field hockey tournament he was attending. It was a semifinal type thing, I believe, not mistaken. He was already at being in Ann Arbor. Just happened to have, coincide with everything going on. And Michigan's uh, uh, school president asked for Petiti to let the NCAA process play out before he hands down any kind of punishment to Michigan and to Jim Harbaugh. Meanwhile, other Big Ten ADs and coaches are saying, no, hammer them now because what they're doing is not right. And you start looking at things like, you know, what does it cost other teams that, you know, Michigan's, from where the sign stealing started, that's when they started having success under Jim Harbaugh. Before that, it was a dumpster fire for quite a while, quite honestly. They couldn't beat Ohio State. They weren't going to the CFP. And since they started cheating, let's just call it that, all these Big Ten teams have produced evidence that show um, – Stallions, uh, Connor Stallions, the Michigan embattled former assistant coach now, though, purchasing tickets and uh, transferring tickets to people who are sitting in the seats, video uh, recording on their phone. This is a video, but we're videotaping because it's not videotape, but recording signs from the sideline. So all the evidence is there for something. And so Petiti, at the very least, should come out and say, we're suspending Jim Harbaugh um, pending the outcome of the investigation. Or we're suspending the. They need to do something to appease the Big Ten ADs and Big Ten coaches, because they are all up in arms about this, and rightfully so. This affects teams. This affects legacies. It affects coaches' contracts. Think about this. If, say, Ryan Day loses to Michigan again, then all of a sudden people in Columbus will be like, hey, maybe we should make a change of coach. This guy can't beat Michigan. But what if he's not playing Michigan on the even playing field? What if other coaches have lost their jobs because they lost to Michigan in such a bad way? And it said it, somebody's like on the on the cusp, on the precipice of getting let go. 
and then Michigan does this. What about Heisman trophies that could have been lost by players going against Michigan? Uh, it, it's amazing how far this goes. And thinking of the gambling world, oh my God, the gambling world, if, if people are betting on Michigan games without knowing that Michigan has advanced scouting info that's going to change that, betters are going to be pissed off too. Vegas is going to be pissed off. All these people, it's, it's, it's so wide-reaching. So Petiti needs to do something. I don't know if he will. I still contend that he's waiting to see what will happen. Like He's hoping Michigan loses the game because then he can say, okay, they're ineligible for the Big Ten championship, which they wouldn't get to anyway. If Penn State knocks them off this week, they probably won't make the Big Ten championship anyway, and they probably won't make the CFP anyway. But Petiti is going to wait until something like that happens before he makes a decision. Michigan is saying they will threaten legal action and all these things. It's not going to matter. The evidence is there. It is absolutely there that Michigan has cheated. Now, um, I've said he's a former Michigan assistant. Connor Steigens resigned uh, over the weekend. Say it doesn't be a distraction to the program. Uh, he's rooting for Michigan, da 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 whatever. Um, I'm curious to see how far this goes up the chain as far as how many people are involved. And also, even just, you know, across, uh, you know, the head coaches and other schools, did any other school assist Michigan in this malfeasance. If they did, there could be even more punishments handed out. This is um, awful for college football, awful for the Big Ten. Um, and I, I don't know what they'll end up doing with Michigan, but it should be a severe, significant penalty. Okay, uh, a couple of the quick notes, too, that are not related to um, current Buckeyes, but Arkansas's football team, uh, when they lost to Mississippi State a couple weeks ago, uh, they lost 7-3. to And their head coach, Sam Pittman, fired the offensive coordinator and – Put in wide receivers coach Kenny Smooth Jazz Guyton. Kenny Guyton, the former Buckeye quarterback, um, made him a play caller going forward. Arkansas won 39 36 over Florida. Um, the first time they've won at Florida since 1992. So kudos to Kenny Guyton. Got that offense rolling in. Um, 39 36 overtime win over Florida. So uh, Arkansas not going bowling this year in fact, but still, it's a good thing for Kenny Guyton. Also, one other note from a former Buckeye in the NFL, CJ Stroud. He might be the best rookie quarterback in NFL history. I know we're eight games in, but he might be the best rookie quarterback in NFL history. Uh, playing um, against Tampa Bay on Sunday, he went 30 for 42 for 470 yards, five touchdowns, and rushed for a two-point conversion as well. On the season, he's thrown for 2,270 yards, 14 touchdown passes, and just one interception. Um, and no turnovers other than that. Uh, you, you, yeah, phone would have been loose. So the one turnover is all he's got in his eight games this year. So, Good for C.J. Stroud. All the talk that came in about him and Bryce Young. Bryce Young, by the way, they got three picks yesterday. I've said all along, uh, not being biased, I always thought C.J. Stroud would be the better quarterback in the NFL and could very well easily fast-track as the best Buckeye quarterback in NFL history. So, kudos to C.J. Stroud. Set a rookie record for that uh, with the 470 yards passing in a game as they get the win uh, 39-37 over Tampa Bay. All right, that's it for the Buckeye Blitz. Uh, we will have, like I said, basketball talk coming up too because the women and men are both in action on Monday. We'll talk about that later on. More football news. Again, go download the app. Uh, it's for Apple and Android, the Fanstream Sports app. We're powered by DSV Media, fanstreamsports.com. Follow me on the X. That's it happens. Have a great day. Go Bucks.